0: Welcome to the Therapists Talk Money podcast, the place for therapists and key figures in our profession to talk openly and think analytically about money. Hello, everybody. This is an update for CTUK members and other therapists in the UK with Marvis Stewart and Maria Albertson, who uh, got a successful proposal through in 2022 uh, at the BACP AGM. I will read out that resolution so you know what we're talking about. We ask BACP to take a firm stance against counsellor exploitation and communicate with organisations advertising such jobs to make them aware of the importance of paying qualified therapists a decent, proportionate wage. Your- You're just asking the BACP to take a firm stance against counsellor exploitation, one, and communicate with organisations advertising such jobs to make them aware of the importance of paying qualified therapists a decent proportionate wage. That's it, right? Yes. Great. So, Marvis, you proposed this. Tell us a little bit why this was important to you.
1: Yes, thank you, Claire. Um, this is the second time that I proposed um, that I submitted that resolution. I had also submitted that resolution, uh, a very similar resolution in 2021. It it was approved, but at that time it did not pass. So I decided to wait. I, be, I remained a BACP member, hoping, thinking that I could res- resubmit again. Mm. And by that time and the reasons why I resubmitted is because the issue of counselor expectations, specifically qualified counselors
0: mm.
1: that are asked to work essentially for free in many organizational settings um, because of accreditation, the accreditation loop or invitations of wanting to become more experienced, so volunteer to gain more hours, more experience. Um, Really was very concerning, and is still very concerning to me. Um, Here we are, qualified, ready to work with experience, and we are being asked to work for free to fund our professional practice, our insurances, our membership bodies, um, you know, um, fees, our personal therapy if we have it, if if we choose to have it. we are being we are being asked to fund our professional practice while working for free, while being asked to work for free. Um, this is not okay, and it's never been okay. but specifically now with the cost of living crisis that we're going through that we're experiencing, mm. it's definitely not okay. And mm. the motivation to resubmit this um, this resolution was based on, The landscape that we are, Mm -hmm. what's going on at this very moment, Um, this is not something new for me. I've been aware of this issue for a long time from the moment that I was training and figuring out how I was going to work after qualification. Mm -hmm. And the more I was training and after I became qualified, it became even more clear how difficult (laughs) it is for qualified counselors to gain employment, to have contracts. Most of us, many of us, I don't want to say most of us, um, many of us work as self-employed because it is very, very difficult to find jobs that um, support us financially without having a partner or someone else within the family household to to help financially with the cost.
0: Thanks for that, Marvis. Uh, Maria, why did you second this proposal?
2: Um, Well, as you know, I've been working with CTUK for about six years now to challenge unpaid work in our profession, and the resolution that Marv has proposed really kind of just aligned perfectly with our aims as an organisation, so it made complete sense to back it, really. Um, What I liked about it is it's very clear, the resolution, um, I will put a link to it below this video as well, so people can read the full resolution, um, and what it does is it challenges um, unpaid work in the profession, but... It asks BACP to take some accountability for that and to um, challenge organisations on behalf of their members and to keep their members updated with their work, which I think is really important. Um, And also to touch on what Martha said about... What I think is a myth about accreditation being this kind of gold standard and producing these therapists which are better than anybody else. It challenges that myth because what we see and what everyone is aware of now is that a lot of employers will use accreditation as an excuse to ask therapists to work for free. And a lot of the ads that we see will say, Come and work for us to get your hours for accreditation, but this is a voluntary role while you're doing that. And it makes no sense, um, at all because when people are training they work with really vulnerable clients in the most kind of complex of settings all across the country and they're good enough to do it then so they're good enough to do it once they're qualified but to be paid for doing that that work and I know I talk about this a lot um because it makes us really angry and it makes us angry that a lot of people are not talking about it but is therapists use of food banks and I will get that into this video as well because it's important you know what what we know is that there are only, like, I think it's over six, just over sixty thousand therapists in the UK at the moment. But I think it is quite a high percentage of therapists that are using food banks. So it is three percent qualified, four percent trainees, but that equates to eighteen hundred qualified and two thousand four hundred trainees are actually using just food banks.
0: Just moment. say those numbers really clearly for me, please, because I'm finding it hard to take the numbers
2: in. There yes. are uh, so there something. are so they're so just over therapists. Just over sixty thousand therapists um in the UK, and there is three percent of qualified therapists and four percent of trainee therapists who are using food banks. And in real numbers, what that means is that there is one thousand eight hundred qualified and two thousand four hundred trainees who are yeah. having to access food banks because they can't afford to eat. And 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 that is just the people that we're, we're aware of. You know, it could be. It could be higher than, than that. Those were the people that responded. Yeah, so that was the 2021 financial survey of the Council and the Psychotherapy profession, which was um commissioned by C2K to Dr. Elizabeth Cotton from Survive and Work. Um, and I can pop a link to that under this video as well. She's at Cardiff University. Yeah, that's right. So Cardiff University. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find those numbers quite shocking uh, yes it's, it's you know and, and we've been putting this out there for a long time now because it's not just about saying this is unpaid like we want paid work like we do want paid work but it's about the reality of what's behind therapists not being paid and how this lack of payment is affecting people's lives and it's affecting people's lives in the most kind of fundamental ways mm-hmm. of ways that they can't afford to live so not If you can't eat, you can't live. You know, it's as it's, it's sure, simple yeah. as that. Yeah. So one of the c-
0: cultures that we have in therapy is that when you're a student, you're out in the deep end. Good luck to you. You've got lots of support. Um, but you, if you can't make it, then you can't make it. When you're qualified, you enter a different bracket of one of us, essentially. You're in the gang now. That qualified therapists should be still using food banks. It's terrible that anyone at all should be using food banks. It's terrible that student therapists should be using food banks. But when we get to the stage of qualified therapists using food banks and the culture in therapy for unpaid work, particularly around, well, come and work for us unpaid to become accredited yeah there's something really out of balance then mm-hmm. hmm. anyway this resolution passed it got five percent no. of BACP members to vote in favor of it so congratulations
2: yeah what happened next so what happened next was this um, resolution was passed in November 2022 at the BACP AGM and Marvis and I were aware of this at the time um, because the AGM was online, we attended online and we thought after the AGM that there would be a process in place that where we would be contacted by BACP to give us a kind of update or some information about what, the, um, what their procedures were for implementing resolutions that had been upheld and we didn't hear anything back from them um until we sent them an email in February 2023 this year um wow. so like three months later we wrote to BACP well Marvis put the letter together and um, wrote to BACP just to ask them quite simply what was happening with the resolution if they could give us an update um And then we got a response back from VSAP on the 17th of February this year, um, saying that the Board of Governors and the governance team had had a meeting at their uh, January meeting, I think it was on January the 27th, to um, discuss how they would implement the resolution and that we would hear very soon from them. So we then contacted them on the um, 21st of March to say that we hadn't had a response after that meeting on the 27th. Um, They then contacted us on the 22nd of March apologize for the delay in that said we'd have a letter very soon by the 27th of march there was still no letter from them and then we finally got the letter on um because we sent a follow-up on the 27th of march asking for the letter and then on the 29th of March the letter arrived then um and so that was the initial process after the resolution what did passed. the letter say so do you want to talk a little bit about that, Martha? Because I think you might have the letter in front of you. Yeah.
0: Yes, I do. Let me find it. It's right, yes. Was it just saying, you know, we 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 acknowledge receipt of your so
1: what what has um yeah, Maria is correct in that there was quite a bit of back and forth between the 17th of February and the 29th of March, which is the date that we received a formal letter from the, the ACP chair. There was a lot of confusion as to why a simple email or what I thought would be a simple email asking BACP to just clarify what were their protocols or guidance around how they would implement the resolution um felt very confusing as to what 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 I I would have I I thought I had the idea that BACP would have already some sort of policy or guidance or protocol as to how they implement resolutions. And so what happened is that we got this letter from the chair uh, on the 29th of March, which was basically um, a two-page letter, not, not actually responding to our request or not actually answering the question that we were asking, Um, but pretty much um, telling us the things that we already know and they have already stated in public about unpaid work and how important it is for BACP to acknowledge that, yes, qualified counsellors, of course, need to get paid for their work, but there was nowhere in within the letter a specific time frame or timeline or information as to how they are going to implement the resolution. Right. And um, so it was very confusing to receive a letter with was very lengthy, but with actual with no answer. Mm -hmm. And then I replied later, um, acknowledging the receipt of this letter and asking for some clarifications around some of the statements that they had made. um, Some of the things that they have already said, again, like I said, in public, but I've. I, I, I still remain with no answer around when this resolution will be implemented. Mm. So that happened at the beginning of May. I wrote to the chair and it was only um, on the 25th of May when there was an acknowledgement that that letter was received. And it was not a letter. It was an email, That's basically. It was an email just basically saying, we acknowledge that we received your letter. We are... Um, we will let you know in due course what are the steps, what what are what we are doing. I'm paraphrasing, sure. and so I replied saying, "Oh, thank you, and uh, w- what I need from you is a timeline as to how you are going to proceed to implement this resolution in the way that members passed it, so mm-hmm. in the way that we asked, that I I wrote and Maria seconded." Um, on how to pass the resolution which is basically make organizations aware that counselors have financial needs and if you have funding if you have the budget make sure to include counselors within that budget so that's that was that's basically what the resolution is asking
0: and it's explicitly not demanding or even requesting that agencies pay qualified therapists. It's saying, I'll just go back and I'll reread it because I think this is quite important. People run ahead. We ask BACP to take a firm stance against cancer exploitation and communicate with organizations advertising such jobs to make them aware of the importance of paying qualified therapists a decent proportionate wage. That's it. It's not, you know, it's just reminding people
1: Dictating is not mandating is basically BACP you as the biggest organization um, membership body that there is for counselors and psychotherapists with the influence and power that you have. Can you please make organizations that all organizations that are asking um qualified counselors to come in ready to work. So with their Mm -hmm. DBS, their professional liability insurance, with uh, their um, clinical supervision arrangements already in place, uh, when you're asking a qualified counselor to come and work for you for free, that actually they are people too, that they also need to work, that they also need to pay for their bills um, and make them aware that please make, Please make sure that you include them in the budget. Um, and so it was very confusing that we're almost the ninth. You know, we're almost seven months into that resolution being passed, and there I have not received any information around what is happening, what will happen, when it will happen. And seven months is a long time. When so much time was given to campaign to make members to make BACP members, CTU members aware of what the resolution wanted so many people agreeing with it it did pass so that means that membership wants this to happen and it hasn't happened yet.
0: Mm -hmm. And have you been approached by BACP formally or informally to just tease out and explore your thoughts on how they might proceed on this?
1: In the letter that I received um, BACP, um, well, the, the chair had asked me to possibly um, be, they basically said, we are keen to involve you or consult with you as part of the process.
0: That's great.
1: Um, I think in a way, um, I understand what, what they mean by wanting to involve me in the process. But I also feel very strongly that the resolution is very clear as to what we would like them to do, we, we are asking them to do. The resolution, um, which was not completely shared in full to the members at the time, basically gives BACP a guidance as to, we can, we're we asking you to please set up a task force or a, a group in which they would be absolutely focused on um, highlighting organizations that it only takes a moment to go online, to go on Indeed, to go on any of the um, job um, uh, websites, uh, or even on Twitter where you can see organizations asking volunteers to volunteer for free. Sure. I don't, so this is where I feel very personal about this and very strongly about this. I do not feel it's my job to consult or work with them when, I, when I've already, the resolution is very clear as to what it is needed. And they have more resources, much yes. many more resources to, to put into it. And I feel like I'm, well, I don't actually even have the time to give any free labor at this time. You know, the resolution is asking again, it's for awesome. counselors to yeah. be paid and they're asking me, we
0: want to consult yes. with you. So it's and, great that they want to consult with you. That's a real positive. But have they consulted with you? I don't believe
1: so, that we've had the, the communications that we've explained, oh. that I've explained, it's, it's, right.
2: that, it's what's okay. happened. Wow. OK. I think for, for me, the thing about this resolution is that I don't personally feel that we are asking BSAP to do anything that they should not be already doing anyway. They've already publicly stated that they think all counsellors should be paid for their work. Okay. Um I think if you go on the CTUKM um, Twitter handle, there's a pinned post there of a tweet where they've said they agree that counsellors should be paid for their work. They've said that in various of their communications, I and mean, and I believe them. I take them at their word that they that they believe sure. that. So if they do, then this should be something very easy for them to implement. It's not we're not asking for something difficult or even for a massive project to happen. It mm-hmm. is simply, like we've said, to you know campaign to make organisations aware of the kind of pitfalls, if you like, of not paying people, of not paying qualified counsellors and to pay them when you yeah, can. Yeah, because this is an EDI you know. thing. This is yeah, a, a
0: really straightforward EDI thing.
2: It is. And we are not saying that we are against volunteering or that we want charities to close or that we don't think people should be able to make that choice to volunteer. It's not about that at all. You know, neither myself or CQK or I'm anyone is against people being able to choose for work it's against the exploitation side of it and and also you know thinking you know if if you come from it from thinking that you know everyone has the best intentions for therapists Mm -hmm. and for clients to make people aware of things and organizations aware of things that they might not even be aware of you know it might be that they just need that bit of education around you know what is exploitative and you know what is good practice Mm -hmm. and examples of charities that do fundraise really well yes, and care all of their councillors because they exist. Right. They exist. So. It, this isn't
0: something coming out of the blue. Okay. So the resolution passed. Um, there's been some backwards and forwards about communication. We've now, BACP members have now been sent out an email saying that the next round of resolutions and motions has begun where does that leave your resolution
1: it's it's very confusing to see the acp start this process again and i'm wondering what happened to the resolution that was passed last year and um And it was the only resolution that had passed for a while because of um, the changes within uh, the voting and percentages that they wanted from
0: the membership. It went from 1% of the membership and then it changed.
2: Was it 1%? And then it went to 5%
0: of the membership. And uh, to vote in favour?
2: Changed the whole process, yeah. When I think when the you know, the first resolution that passed Claire about the taking the voluntary ads out of the therapy today, that yes. was that was needed to be proposed by two people and have twenty-five people sign the letter, a minimum of twenty-five people for it to go through to vote, and um and then they changed it after that to needing five percent of the right. membership vote. Um and that is few thousand people isn't it to, to go mm-hmm. I don't know the exact figures but it goes into the thousands anyway yeah.
1: I also yeah. want to mention how um how hard it is uh for to campaign uh for these things um I am mm. just one person that is aligned with city UK, <laughs> UK values that's why I asked Maria to support me um with that And it takes a lot of time, hours and hours and hours Mm. of work to be able to make people aware online um, through different (laughs) different various methods about resolutions and motions. And it feels very, very strange to ask members again to go through that process, to how much time it takes, how long it takes when the members that voted for the resolution last year there is no evidence there, there isn't at the moment any proof that anything is happening with that so how can you ask for hmm. this again when you haven't implemented and followed through on your legal requirement from the resolution of last year
0: it's a legal requirement is it
2: yeah yeah so resolutions right. are legally binding they are required to implement it if if their members vote for it and um,
0: so I'm surprised to hear that it's a legal requirement. That's kind of sobering. And the thing that really strikes me is that there are you two individuals mm. and then there's the BACP. And I know the BACP has had a lot to do with Ed and, and many, many other things. But if it's a legal requirement, okay, that, that kind of puts a different tinge on this. It's something to think about, something for us all to think about.
1: Okay. And that's why it's so confusing to not see any any action or any movement. The moment that it passed, because I knew because of the process that it is a legally binding process and it is a legal requirement if a resolution passed. When I sent that email in February, I was expecting to receive a clear to the point response around timelines and protocols. Mm-hmm. And here we are now, you know, seven months later, and we have no clear answers as to how they will implement it. That is, seven months is a long time to be waiting for something that needs to be legally implemented.
0: Um, Well, maybe as BACP members, we need to remain optimistic and upbeat and hopeful and understand that there's a process going on here. Uh, not to be put off, putting in resolutions and motions this time around, and to really keep an eye out, not so much to hold anyone to account, but so that we are involved in our own membership uh, body. Is there anything that hasn't been said?
1: I want to say that it's it, you you are right. It is a process. So it's it, We're waiting. We're working through that process. I do want to believe that BACP are, go, are they're going to implement this resolution because what would it mean if they don't? What would it mean if they don't implement this resolution?
0: Mm-hmm. What message does that send out? I'm one hundred percent absolutely certain that they will do it. I have to be. There's no other choice. Well. Thanks. That's kind of eye-opening. Um, thank you very much. Let's see what CTUK members have to say about it. Thanks, Claire. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Therapist Talk Money podcast. You can find all of our podcasts on the Counsellors Together UK website, www.ukcounselors.co.uk, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts.